You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. So we are talking to Blair, who is one of our community coaches, meaning she's one of the people in our Facebook group for our coaching program. So for our Flip Sisters, she's one of the ones who is in there answering questions, offering support, helping people get out of their own way. (laughs) So there's me doing that and Sis and Blair and Sherry Jo. So this interview is with Blair. We're going to hear about her house flipping journey, how she started and what she's up to and what brought her to real estate investing, what was going on in her world that made her decide, you know what, I shouldn't have to choose between my ailing mother and keeping my job. So oftentimes when women join our program, actually it's not even oftentimes, I'd say it's 99.9% of the time when we have someone join our coaching program, they are in some sort of transition period, whether they are recently divorced, they've got kids who are have either flown the nest or maybe they're just older, you know, out of elementary school requiring less intense time from us, or maybe the person's retiring or wanting to get out of a career that isn't bringing them joy anymore. Or maybe that person recently lost a loved one and has been kind of figuring out, is this really what I want to be doing? Is what I'm doing now really what I want to be doing? They're at it's some sort of transition. And that's across the board for the women in our group. And you'll hear from Blair that she too was in a transition when she started her house flipping journey. So I'm excited. You'll get to know her. You'll love her. And let's have some fun. All right. So let's meet Blair. Okay. So you want to introduce yourself and give us like a little background? Like what's your, what's your background? What are you doing? What have you been doing? And then how did you get into, how'd you get interested in real estate and that sort of thing? Okay. So, Hey everybody. Um, my name is Blair. I, um, have loved real estate probably for forever. Um, I tell people, honestly, like there were girls when they were younger who were reading 17 and teen beat. And I was in like Southern homes and gardens going, that's a really nice tile floor, but they shouldn't have put that backsplash with that. Um, I was really lucky. My dad was quite the craftsman. Um, and some of my most fond memories are going to Lowe's every morning. Um, and then even when I got older, we would go get coffee at Starbucks and then we would go to Lowe's and like, he walks through Lowe's every morning. He still does every Saturday morning. Oh. 
for the most part when he's not traveling. Um, and we would walk through, like, I remember walking through construction homes as they were going. So I've always, it's always been something I've been interested in um, and loved looking at. Just never really thought of it as a career for me because, like, in school, they don't really teach you about all these different things that are out there, especially being a woman. It's like, do you want to be a secretary, a teacher, or a nurse? Pick one, move forward. Okay. Um, you know, like, um, so I did, and that's what I did. I ended up going to college, uh, had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. Um, ended up then going into nursing school because I knew I wanted to help people and I liked medicine. Probably should have gone to med school, but that's a whole other story. I like pathology. Um, and I was at a point in my life, my mother, this was probably four years ago, got very sick. Still remember the day, Memorial Day, I got the call. Mm-hmm. She had a very aggressive form of cancer called AML. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times, I just signed on with a new company and there were times where I was having to make decisions. Do I keep going to work and getting, because I was actually um, a temp then. With them. So you didn't have PTO, you didn't have benefits, I didn't have FMLA. So there were times where I was literally like, do I go sit with my mom who's dying in the hospital or do I go to work so I can keep lights on? Um, you know, because I had student loans, I had, you know, rent payments, I had, uh, you know, I don't think my car was paid off at that point, but still, I mean, you have to live, you have to put groceries. And, you know, with everything I was making, you know, I was making ends meet fine. But then like when you don't go to work for an extended amount of time, yeah. you don't get paid as a temp. Yeah. Um, so at that point, like in my brain, I was like, something's got to give, there's got to be a different way. And, you know, call it fake, call it whatever. I heard one of those commercials on TV. Do you want to learn to flip houses? And like, me and my dad, that's another thing we did. You know, we always watched those shows and mm-hmm. it's almost like how people would watch football games. We would kind of be like, oh my God, that person is so dumb. How did they not know that was coming? Like, didn't they see that? Why didn't they get an inspection? Like, oh, that's such an easy, you know, just stuff like that. Like, and it was kind of, we were sitting there one day and I was like, why not? Like, why can't we do this? Um, so at that point I started looking into it and getting some education around it. Um, and then October three years ago, we bought our first home from a wholesaler, um, at a little town close to us, um, probably like 20, 30 minutes away from our house. And it was really neat. My first flip, me and my dad did it together, hands-on. Uh-huh, um, right. it was an awesome experience because just, you know, a little background at that point, my mother had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of in, in July before that, so it kind of gave us something to do together mm-hmm. where we didn't have to talk about the things that had happened or what was going on, but we could still spend time together. And it was, you know, really just priceless time for me. Um, one of the things I learned a sorry, dad, if you ever hear this, um, I'm a much better project manager than he is. <laughs> he is a piddler. Um, so like he will start one project and then something will catch his eye and he'll kind of move on. Whereas I'm very much like I have a list for the day and it's like, okay, we're going to paint the door and then we're going to move to this so that the door can dry. And then we can go back and do the second coat. Like I just, I'm like, bam, bam, bam. Um, and while I enjoyed it, I was also like, you know, part of why I wanted to do this was for extra money and extra time. Well, if I'm spending all my time right. doing yeah. all this stuff, I have no time for the freedom that I wanted. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, okay, we need to to relearn, reshift, <laughs> and kind of figure out a different way to do it. And so then it's just kind of snowballed to, we're now at a, you know, a few 
flips in, we're on number six and seven. And each time, you know, there's different stuff that comes up and, and you learn, but that's what I love about it. It's problem solving um, and it's making things pretty. Yeah, I know. Right. There's no, there aren't two projects that are the same. I love it. No. <laughs> yeah. It's never the same. What were some of your fears? Like when you doing, getting started doing your first one, what were some of your fears? Um, oh gosh, uh, losing money was yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, you know, cause at first I, I had to come, I came from, you know, my parents were, I, they weren't well off, but we were, we did not want for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never knew, like when I went to learn about more about flipping people are like, Oh, there are these lenders out there. They'll give you this money. And then I know like my little college bank account, I never had, you know, a hundred thousand dollars just sitting there hanging out. Yeah. So I was like, what do you mean? These people are just going to give me this money. And like, and it happened though, like, you know, as I, I learned and as I went out and asked people, you know, I, I found investors and that, so that like to get over that hump was huge for me um, because mentally, because I didn't have it, I wasn't open to the fact that other people do. Yes. There are people out there. Yes. Um, That's huge. Yeah. And then of course, like, you know, buying a house with like, okay, what if there's a problem we didn't see? Yep. So, you know, we kind of, now I incorporate in, like I do in South Carolina, we call it a CL 100. Mm -hmm. So it looks under the house for termite Mm -hmm. damage and and mold and, you know, rotten wood, because we have a real problem with that. Mm -hmm. And we do home inspections. And that way, like now we know going in what we're dealing with. So that kind of eliminates that anxiety. Yeah. and also just, could I do it? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so, and it's funny because people are like that have, you know, seen the stuff that I've done and follow me on Facebook because they're my friends. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Your hustle part. It really wasn't until I remember, I remember the distinct moment I was driving home from finishing. We'd done the last, like put the lockbox on for the real estate agent um, for my fourth flip. And I just started giggling. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. Like, you know, like the first one you're like, oh, okay. Oh my God. Like, whew, okay. My, I didn't die. I did it. Yeah. yeah, I did it. I didn't die. But like, is this real? Right. And like the second one, you're kind of like trying to figure out all the problems that went wrong in the first one and resolve yeah. it. Um, and then with that one, I had an interesting incident with a contractor um, that kind of opened my eyes to some different things because you know, with the first one and growing up with my dad, like he always did all the labor himself because he knew how to do woodwork. You know, I thought everybody lived in houses with like hardwoods and, you know, all these beautiful moldings because he could do all that. Um, so I wasn't familiar with like what things cost to have other people do them. Um, and I just remember a contractor came and he walked around and, you know, didn't write anything down, didn't take any pictures. And like at the end, he's like, okay, that's going to be, you know, $10,000. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I, I maybe said some things that weren't so nice. Um, I kind of <laughs> I just said, cause at the time I had inherited my mother's Cadillac. Um, so nobody knew I didn't pay for it. It had already been paid for. So they just assumed I had money because I drove this car uh-huh. and I was like, so I don't know, sir, if it's the Cadillac in the driveway or the fact that I'm a woman that you thought that that quote was appropriate. Oh, boom. So, and I was just like, so then I like sat there and thought about it. It's like, okay, well maybe I don't know. So luckily like one of my friends that I had made in Aria, 
was like, he was a contractor. He's like, I was like, I know you're busy. You maybe won't be able to take on the job, but can you at least just tell me I'm not crazy? Yeah. And of course, like he came and he was like, yeah, no, you were right. This is about $2,000, $3,000 at most. I'm like, okay, at least. Yeah. Like. So that is one thing that's really helped me as I've learned to get multiple quotes. Huge. Um, and in fact, the one that I'm working on now for the tile work, literally the difference went from like, I had one person, same job, $55,000 all the way down to 12,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'll give you a couple thousand dollars difference, but like that huge of a window, same job. And the so guy insulting. that did it for the lower cost did a fantastic job. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's so insulting. It's like, so insulting. who do you think I am, bro? Who do you think I am? <laughs> and it was kind of terrible because the company found out that I was a flipper. So they assumed that I had they actually went and looked on the court records and she was, I guess, silly enough to tell me that this is what she did. Um, they went and looked at how much I paid for the house. And of course, then they looked at how much they thought I could pay for it. Well, that doesn't but matter. We, I, yeah, it doesn't. And they said so that that's why they were like, well, we want some of the, the profit. So we're well, good. This is, she can afford it. I'm like, oh but I'm not going to pay that. Like, that's not the, we're not in a partnership here. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go get your own flip. That is absurd. I can't believe she even told you she did. They did that. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I don't know if it was arrogance or just stupidity in that moment right, for her. Cause right. I was like, is she really like, you You know, when you hear things and you're like, that really, I'm going to need you to repeat that because yeah. I'm not really sure I heard what I just heard. And yes. it wasn't fact. And I was like, and then she wanted to, so we're getting the job. I'm like, no. Oh, hard no. <laughs> hard no. Fast no. Wow. The audacity. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did you, but how did, let's talk about the financing on your first one. How did you buy the property? How did you finance the purchase? How much was the renovation? How'd you finance that? What'd that look like? Okay. So I think if memory serves me correct, we bought it at about 70 and put 20 into it. And I think we ended up selling it at like 135, 145. Okay. But so when I first started out, I had heard of private lenders and Mm -hmm. I'd also heard of hard money lenders. Mm -hmm. Again, a mental thing. I was like, okay, a corporation will definitely have the money. Like they're a big hard money lender. Um, I was very lucky. My father helped invest. Like he did my private gap funding nice. for my first one. Um, and that meant so much to me because it's mm-hmm. one thing for your parent to be like, yeah, you're awesome. Go do this. It's, it's quite a humbling other experience for him to hand you, I mean, he, you know, handed me a check for close to $20,000 and said, I believe in you, 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 you know, and he saw that I was getting the education and I was doing the numbers and I was like, the right. data was driving my decisions. And he's right. like, if you believe this is the one, cause we'd look, I looked at a whole bunch. Yeah. He was like, then, and then we'll do it. Um, so the hard money lender was interest or yeah, was interesting. Um, you know, went over the terms and the appraisal came back low, like the after appraisal. Yeah. So I uh-huh. had to go through that, like trying to fight that. And uh, so I learned a lot in my first experience. And then, um, after that, I had a few people that came up to me in my RIA and were like, Hey, we'd love to private lend to you. We like what you're doing. We like how you're doing it. Um, and so that just kind of opened that door. Now with the second one, I will say I did the hard money lender again, because I had mental, it was a mental block, Mm -hmm. um, because I knew the person and I knew they had this most adorable son. And the only thing like at first I could think of was, Oh my God, that's his college fund. (laughs) Like, what if I lose his college fund? Like, Uh Oh my God. 
Um, but then, you know, we talked and he was like, you know, I'm an investor. It's my job to, you know, I know it's a risk and it's my job to look at the project and judge if it's a risk I want to take. So if I choose to invest with you, like I'm saying, I'm okay with this, the risk. And uh, so that made me feel a lot better. Um, it's still made, you know, that type of what still makes me nervous. Like people are always like, oh, the profit, profit. I'm like, no, I need to get the money back to my investor first. Like that's what what worries me first. first. Yeah. I just need to, I need to pay off the loan. People have, um, you know, have lent me this money and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's some of them, it's their nest egg because it comes from a Roth IRA or, you know, it's that college fund or something else. Um, but that's kind of my first process is always to be like, Hey, let's pay these lenders back. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so good every single time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> and they're so happy because yes. you know, they make money. So they it's make nice. a, a phenomenal return that they can't yeah. get anywhere else. Well, yeah. And it's funny you say that because I just had a friend of mine who is, he does a great job of explaining to lenders why this is a good, a good place to put your money. Um, and with everything right now with the stock market, he actually did like a data analysis mm-hmm. and the people who had the same amount in the stock market lost money oh, and the people yeah. who invested with him made 12% yeah. in return on their investment. So, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. and learning stuff like that really just helps me mentally go, okay, this is awesome. I'm actually yeah. providing an opportunity for somebody exactly. to make awesome money in an economy where people are struggling to do that exactly. passively. They don't do a thing. Um, I do. I do have two that do, and they're so cute. They come and look at the pro. They love to look at the projects. So I won't say they don't do anything. They do come check it out. Yeah, I like that though. Right? It's like they, yeah. they, they. It's really a lot of people want to be flipping houses, but they don't want to be flipping houses. But they want yep. to invest. They want to be yep. involved in that way, but they don't want to manage it. They don't want anything to yep. do with it other than getting a return and seeing yep. the before and after. <laughs> yeah, and that's how and that's how they are, and they're the sweetest couple. And they're like, we want to be involved, but we don't want to do what you do. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. We can, yeah, you know, exactly. That works. That, that works. works beautifully. Works yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what was your first profit? Maybe like around 30 K? Yeah, it was around 30,000. Nice. We all of a sudden nice. done. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then we talked about kind of what your fears were. Was there anything that came up in the first flip that, was super surprising or was super like just a bad experience and for your, from your first flip, it's going to take longer than you expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was probably like the most unexpected thing. I was like, okay, all this, I know how to fix, but it's just one of those where you just like, okay, you have to add it up. Like, wait, okay. So you bought your first flip October, 2019. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. So yeah. when, when you went on the market, was it was had COVID hit? No. And this was, was right before, before like our, like our market, uh, like the markets in our area right now are very quick moving and it was not quick moving then. Uh-huh. Um, so this was pre COVID okay. cause I sold it in January. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so. interesting. Okay. So then let's talk about your second one. What, what was the time frame in between be- between getting the second one from after selling your first one? Probably a couple weeks. Okay. Um, so my goal is like when I get close to at this point, cause I was just doing one at a time. Um, the goal was to like, as one is on the market, I yeah. started to look for my next yep. one. That's exactly what I did too. Yeah. So we were kind of like, okay, we're, we know we're going to close. Yeah. 
um, which is always a moving target date. So I tried to give myself some wiggle room, yeah. but like once it closed, I was definitely like, okay, where's my next one? Where's yep. the next one? Yeah. Who's got something. And you're on six and seven right now, right? Yes. Did yeah. you get all of those through wholesalers? Yep. Yep. Because, and, and I tell people out there, like most of the time, um, you know, I'm, I work a nine to five job. Um, yep. And so there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, yeah, you can. If there's a will, there's a way. And wholesalers were my way. Um, You know, do I pay them a fee? Yeah, but they put in so much time and effort and money into marketing and finding homes. And that's what I don't have the time to do currently. Exactly. So it allows me to still continue um, with them. And it's awesome. I have a great relationship with a lot of them in town and they're fantastic people. They're great to work with. Exactly. Okay. So. Flip number two, were there any major surprises on that one? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only major surprise was we had a tree that fell in the backyard um, during a storm. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because I'd never dealt with code enforcement before. That was something new. Oh. And the co- and it's, of course, like it's pouring down rain. Code enforcement calls me because I'm the registered owner of the home. And he's like, you have a tree, it fell, it's blocking traffic in the road. And so like, of course, full panic mode. I'm like, oh my God. Um, So we like grab chainsaws and hop in the car and like drive across town. It was like 30 minutes away. And we get out there and like, it's a two lane road. And there's like one, one tiny branch of the tree is like barely on the road. And I was like... I just remember it's like standing there in the rain, holding a chainsaw in one hand and just like laughing. Cause it's just like, really dude. Like, so we kind of like brushed the stuff off to the side. And then I called my lawn guy. I was like, can you come get this tomorrow? So that was my first time, like learning that there's, you know, what is code enforcement? What do they do? Um, how are they involved in the city? Uh-huh. Um, out of all the flips, is there one that stands out as your favorite so far? Ooh. I don't know if I could say a favorite because they're all, they're all so unique. Uh-huh. I mean, the, probably the default answer would be the first one because that's what like broke open. Yep. You know, everything. Um, I actually did have one of my friends do a watercolor of it with a nice, a nice uh, phrase that meant a lot to me underneath it about like changing your life. Very cool. Um, but I would probably say like that moment after the fourth one where I was talking about, where I was laughing and I was like, Oh my God, like I really am doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that moment for me was really cool. Cause it was just like the first one. I'm like, okay, it's a fluke. The second one, you're just trying to like make it the third one. You're like, okay, this is a habit now. And like, yeah. so yeah, I mean, like they've, they've just all been different. So I don't know that there's yeah. one where I'm like, oh yeah, that was my favorite. But I mean, obviously, you know, spending time with my dad was priceless. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that was really cathartic for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Given the timing yeah. um, of, of everything. Is there one that's a least favorite? Has there been one that's just like, have you had, have you had one of those yet? Like where you're like, oh my gosh, man, I just went out. Yeah. And the funny thing is it was number four, the one that like afterwards I was. Interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, God, where to even start? So it was, it was supposed to be simple. Of uh-huh. course. Yep. Um, you know, we go in and the guy's doing some work under the house and he's like, like the joist was like, not in the proper place. Oh, it wasn't like, it wasn't bearing any weight. Like, so we had to 
get someone in there to do that. You know, a cool thing is it, it opened a relationship with, I have a guy that does, you know, if I have a problem like that now, I know he's reliable. I call him, he's an awesome dude. Um, you know, I recommend him to everybody. So I'm like, okay, cool. So at least, you know, I got a good relationship out of it. So we did that. Um, and then like the electrician that came in was lazy and like, didn't want to run a light switch or a thing from one of the lights to the switch. So it ended up being like a switch across the room. And I was like, you know what? Oh, well, it lights at some point you're like, oh, well, it lights up. Like there's a switch, the light works. We're good. There wasn't a light there before there needed to be. Okay. (laughs) Um, it had special windows. They were like, I call this the California house because it was built like a house that you would find in like the 1970s in California. So the windows were unique. It had a Juliet window, which I had to even learn the word because I didn't even know what it was. Um, Fancy. Yeah. So, and it was, um, it was a sweet old lady's house and she had left it to go to assisted living. And then I found out later, like there wasn't, nobody had been there for two years. And then, you know, my my heart broke because apparently she showed up the day after we had closed. And like, when I closed the next day, my demo crew comes in and clean out. So we're just, you know, moving right along. Um, and I guess she was a bless her heart. She was looking for a cat who wasn't, who hadn't been there in a multitude. And I don't know why her son drove her all the way out there because oh, he knew God. good and well, the cat wasn't there. Oh God! And so she was like, can I have my cat stuff? And like the demo guy was like, Blair, he was like, my heart just broke. Cause we had like, you know, it, it was already packed up and dumped. And I was like, we'll just send her some new stuff. Like, I feel so bad. And I was like, I hated the son because I was like, he knows good and well. There was no cat there. <laughs> like, why didn't you drive her here? Right. Oh, God, um, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And so then like, oh, and there was an issue with like the paint at Sherwin-Williams. They didn't mix the color right. Um, And like the painter painted the wrong place outside, but it ended up looking okay. So we're like, all right, we'll just, you know, sometimes you just roll with it. You know, it was supposed it was supposed to be this light blue color. It ended up white with light blue trim. Um, that wasn't even the right color, light blue, but it looked good. So it was like you kind of make a decision as a business, and you're like, do we want to spend the money and time to do it over? No, it looks fine the way it is. Yeah. Um, and then we went to sell it, and I had an agent with a client put it under contract. Um, unbeknownst to us, they had switched financing back and forth three or four times. And then kind of disappeared. So like we couldn't find them for 30 days. Because I remember the something about the people were like missing. The buyers were missing. Yeah, the, the agent went missing. Um, and when we finally got in touch with them, the only way we did, and, and they got the transaction coordinator, whoever he hired, she was fantastic. Because um, I guess he sent her the release, like no explanation, no nothing, and said, send it to me. And she was like, oh, heck no. Like, that's so unprofessional. Like, you need to reach out to her. Well, he never did. So she finally called me. She's like, I, she's like, I can't just email you this because that's just not right. Um, it's probably the only time in my life I've been mad enough at what another agent's done. I called his broker because I was just like, and like the lender had no idea. Like we found, like, you know, he found out through, cause it was FHA. So like they could, he saw the appraisal had been ordered from somewhere else. Like, so he was doing all their stuff and like, had no idea they'd gone to try to get a different lender. Oh, um, so it was just like, so the house just sat empty for like 60 days. 
all because so was, of poor communication yeah. for starters. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. And so I was just like, oh my gosh. So then we had to put it back on the market. And then at that point, like something, and I don't know if it was the paint or just like the fact that no one was there, some of the walls outside, like, sp- like spiders and stuff had gotten on it. So it looked dirty. So like, this agent calls me and she's like, are they going to do a paint concession? And I'm like, excuse me? Like, I'll do paint here. What do you mean? Like, and I was like, I called her back later and kind of apologized when I saw it. And I was like, oh, it just needs a little light pressure wash. So we like uh-huh. pressure washed it off. I was like, it's just dirty. Oh, um, yeah. So it was just, it just kind of was one of those things where it just kept dragging on. Uh-huh. And so like when we closed on it, it a, comp- a company actually bought it for an investment as a rental. And she was just like, so that whole transaction with her was amazing. Um, she was just like, yeah, we're going to do the inspection. Um, we're still going to buy it. We don't care what's wrong with it. Um, but it's in great shape by the way. I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, okay. So like two weeks I'm like, yeah, done. Bye. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So y'all were under contract. Y'all were in escrow for like Mm -hmm. 60 days. Yeah. Like he did call close to the 30 days and like uh-huh. ask for an extension. Yeah. Um, so lesson learned, I will always ask for additional money now with the extension just to cover the, at least my daily rate for the lender. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cause you know, God bless. I'm such a sweet person. Yep. Um, and I've been hard on my luck and I, you know, I had a hard time buying my first home and doing all that. So I have a little bit of a softer spot for that. So I'm like, okay, you know, this guy's trying to do the right thing. He's getting his finances in order. He just needs a couple more days. Okay, cool. So we extended it and then it was like, they just disappeared. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you went back on the market, how quickly did you get your next offer that did end up closing? A couple days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was really quick. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So flip number four was the one that so far has given you the most grief. Yeah. Yeah. But also is the one that signified to you, I'm a flipper, yo. Oh, and then like, so they delivered my appliances. I I totally forgot about that. Like, and the door, like we were the last delivery for the day. And he's like, do you want me to put it in the kitchen? We still needed to lay out the linoleum. So I was like, no, just hold off. Well, like the fridge didn't fit in the door to the kitchen. So like I asked them to like walk it around and bring it in the side door. Cause there was a side door to the kitchen and they like, didn't want to do it. And so I just kind of was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like lesson learned. No, you will get the, the fridge into whatever doorway of that room is. And you will set it down. Even if it's not in place, like it's oh, in the room. God. It was, yeah, and it was, it, so it was just stuff like that. And like, so the day we put, before we put it on the market, like we're trying to get the fridge in, it scuffs the linoleum. So we had to replace some of it, you know, just, it was just like this whole compounding thing. Oh my gosh. So when it sold, I was like, are you sure? Like we signed the paperwork. I know, money, right. This like, okay. isn't coming back, right? This, there's no backseat <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, like I was so afraid to go take, cause they asked me to leave the lockbox on for a few days so that they could you know, that whoever their property manager is could go out and get it. And I was like, terrified. I'm like, I'm not going by to pick the lockbox up. We're done. You can have it. I'm telling you those bad ones, they linger, <laughs> man, because my yeah. worst one <laughs> was in, my worst one was in 2012. And last year, I think, or maybe the year before, I think it was last year though, the current owner uh, reached out to me, the same person who bought it from me. And he was looking for 
I can't remember. He was looking for some document. If I had some document yeah. and I did, and I gave it to him, he's like, Oh my gosh, you should totally come check out the house. You should come see what we did to the backyard. It's amazing. Like this is, this house had downtown views. Like the lot was really pretty. And I was like, uh-huh. I'll let you know. I don't ever, I'm never coming over there. I don't even want to be on your street, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. house. I'm like, so a wholesaler had sent me deals in that neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm just going to need you to take $20,000 off the price for emotional yeah. distress for me right. to go look at it. Like, it's so true. They linger, not doing it. <laughs> oh, too good. Okay. Anything about flips? five, six, and seven you want to share. So right now you're on six and seven. So you're doing two at a time. Yeah. So that's a difference. So the the good point about five was I found a really good crew. Nice. Um, somebody recommended, you know, cause I had been key contracting most of it. Uh, again, like I said, I love project managing. I love putting all the pieces in the puzzle, um, and planning ahead. You know, I go, okay, for, I sit down at the beginning of a project and I'm like, okay, week one, we're doing this week two, we're doing this. And yeah, stuff is going to go chaos. I think when people ask me what I do, I tell them I coordinate chaos. Uh-huh. Exactly. So th- things are going to go crazy, but if you have a plan ahead of time, yeah. it makes things way easier. Um, yeah. So then, you know, somebody suggested I call this group, um, and I love it cause it's a lady and a gentleman, husband and wife. Um, and, and they worked out really well for that project and I've carried them into five and six. Oh, good. Um, which is unique. Five is very unique for me. Um, it's probably about four times bigger than anything I've ever done, uh, size wise and price. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting to do something and it's funny to watch everybody that walks into the house because they're like, Oh my God, it's so big. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's, it's got 15 foot ceilings. Jeez. So it's just like not only the square footage, but it's very, it's just got an air of grandeur to the first floor. And so it's just like when people walk in, it's, it's a gorgeous space. Um, you know, I can't wait to see it finished. Um, you know, we're getting kind of down to the last, you know, glass is coming in for the shower. Um, cabinets are, I just, you know, found the lost cabinets that were floating out in Nana land, but they're, they're coming <laughs> next week and then going to be installed. So. Oh, the glass for the shower. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm like, come on, where's my glass? Yeah. And it was so funny because like in my mind, I had this idea of, I just wanted a panel cause I wanted it to look. Um, you know, modern and sleek. And thank God for, I, I use a local company, actually a guy and girl I went to high school with. So that's been awesome to kind of turn around full circle yeah, super cool. uh, and use some locals. Uh, and they're always so helpful and great. Um, and he explained to me like where I wanted the panel. He's like, but how do you turn the water on without getting all the way in the shower? Uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, mind blown because in my brain, it looked gorgeous. Right. And he was like, yeah. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, like, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. I would have built something that would have been like, people would have been like, how do I turn the water on? Like <laughs> function is important. You just, yeah. You just walk around and they're like, but yeah, but then you're in the shower getting wet. I'm like, oh yeah. Right. You know, function smunction. Um, so, and this one's been unique because I've never replaced an entire kitchen cabinet set. Okay. Um, I've always just like been able to repaint or redo door fronts. Um, that's my favorite trick. I love yeah. it. Yep. So, and then with six has been interesting, um, because I've never done two before. And this one is on like an outskirt town. Okay. Um, that is starting to see a lot of movement. Um, you know, clearly as everyone I think is aware at this point, you know, if you're on Facebook or Google or whatever, they're telling you that the, you know, house prices are going up. 
So the area that I grew up in is, was considered rural. And now, you know, over the last 20, 30 years has been built up. So people are being pushed out. So it's kind of like the next city over and they're, they're bringing in factories and they're bringing in um, a mine is getting ready to open. So my people need somewhere to live. So it's been, um, having to learn how to schedule both and like stop somewhere. And then like, sometimes like I'll have super anxiety about the financing, um, because this one I'm actually using a hard money lender with. Um, and it was one of the things I used, I used the private money lender for the big one. Um, and then I actually had a great conversation with him about like, I want to open different avenues because while I, I love working with him, he's fantastic. You know, there may come a day, I never want to limit him holding money for me. And then if there's a day where, you know, heaven forbid something happened and he have to use his money, then I need to make sure I have other avenues of established relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, let me just try out this company. And, and they've been fabulous to work with. Um, easy, easy. So yeah. that's been great. Um, so it's just been, it's been interesting doing too. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I, I can do this. Like, yeah. It's yeah. okay, take a breath. Like, and so I've just learned like, you just face the problems, each one as they come. Right. Um, you know, I can sit here and worry about what can, what could happen. And it may not, like I said, like at some point, you know, I'll have an HVAC guy who maybe needs to come this week, but doesn't make it for two weeks. So yeah. why am I worrying about, you know, paying him on the first week when it's not even a thing? Yes. Um, Cause he comes two weeks later. And then I tell people this business is relationships. So I've yeah. learned if you're open and honest with people about what's going on, yeah. um, like the group that I work with, they're used to getting paid weekly. And I was like, well, with this house, with the hard money lender, it's a little different. They pay as the projects are finished. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, and I was very nervous about that conversation. Uh, but I just find like, if you establish a relationship with people and you're open and honest about how money's coming in and how they're getting paid, yeah. you know, they're, they're willing to work with you. Right. Right. It's when you aren't open and you're not paying, right? So you're, you're, you're doing both things. You're not open and communicative and you're not paying them when they're trying to get paid and pay off their people. Right. That's when things get all crazy. It's just, yeah. Communication relationships. So important. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about? I think we went through um, all the things. Yeah. And I, I just want to say like, even though I was interested for people that listen to this, even though I was interested in real estate, like I had no knowledge of anything right. when I started. Right. Um, and so like, I tell people like, if I, who was into, I was, I was a biology nerd, you know, I loved, you know, science and then I went into nursing. So, you know, you asked me how to like start a heart. I got you. Right. You asked me like how, you know, and I had some basic, I won't say I didn't have any basic knowledge of how things should be from helping my dad. Um, but from a, a start to finish standpoint, and like, I had no idea about businesses, um, like at all. So like, you know, your program's amazing to me that you actually take people step-by-step step and go, okay, you need to do this first and do this first. Um, because I'm as an agent, cause I am a real estate agent too. And I see people who don't do those steps. But it's just like, you know, had you told me five years ago that I would be successfully doing this and, and loving it, like I love it. Yes. Do things come up? Yeah. Is it sometimes stressful? But like, so is any other job on the planet. But the things that this affords me as far as financial and time and just enjoyment, um, 
you know, oh my God, I'm so glad that stuff happened the way it did. And so here I am. So it's like, you're out there and you're even like just thinking about it and you're like, but I don't know, like uh, nobody knew when they started. Nobody, <laughs> everyone nobody starts at, I don't know. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> and some of them, you know, a lot of the most successful people I know just, you know, they joined a coaching program. I think that's vital. Uh, I'm learning in my life, like every aspect, health, fitness, wellness, you know, mental, uh, real estate, realtor, like it's so important. Um, it makes such a huge difference. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you can do it. I promise. Like yeah. Yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like when you finish a project, like I remember like walking away from my first or driving away, cause I, you know, I'm not walking <laughs> 40 minutes uh, from my first flip. And you're like, I did it. Like, yeah, Holy I did God. it. Like I'm going yeah. to the attorney's office tomorrow yeah. um, and I'm getting this check. And like, you know, I do remember the first time I'm like, is this monopoly money? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, cause I had never in my life. Yeah. I had never in my life been handed that much at one time. Um, and, and so for me, it was, it was, it's life-changing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely life-changing. And there's no other avenue that I would rather be doing it through. Yeah. So beautifully said. I love it. That's a great place to end. I mean, can't <laughs> top that. Well, thanks Blair. You're awesome. Thank you. You're super awesome. We love you. We love having you in the group and love being here. Yeah. Awesome. We're what you do excited. is amazing. Same. We're, we're, we're up to some good. <laughs> We're up to some yeah, good. Love it. All right, girl. I'll see you. I'll see you in the chat. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. You can solve problems. You can do hard things. You can do this if you want to do this. And if you are still stuck on the sideline, if you are still terrified, if you are still letting other people tell you you can't do this thing, First of all, why are you letting people tell you that, right? If they aren't doing the thing you want to be doing in the way you want to be doing it, their opinion doesn't matter. We've shared countless stories with you of women across the U.S. who are doing this very thing in a way that feels good. It's not screwing people over. It's not taking advantage of people. It's creating wins for everyone involved. It's doing this thing with heart. If you want to do that and you want us to help you, that's exactly what we do. So book a call, see if we're a fit. Go to herfirstflip.com and schedule a time to talk with us, right? Simple as that. Painless as that. All right. Okay. Until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them and keep chasing your curiosities. Bye y'all.